For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Bang Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please to, please subscribe and write the show on iTunes. We're also available in favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Now, on this week's show, we're going to be looking at week three of the XFL we're going to be looking to provide all of you with important information and statistics that can help everybody make some money betting on the L.A. Wildcats. So, for week three, we're going to dive right in and talk about the L.A. Wildcats and their upcoming matchup at home against the D.C. Defenders, and that game will be taking place on Sunday afternoon. The lines for this game, uh, currently the Wildcats are eight-point underdogs at home, and the over-under is set at 44. In terms of line movement, not really much going on. A little bit of money on D.C., but overall, nothing really substantial. Now, recapping what happened last week, the Wildcats ended up losing again as they lost to the Dallas Renegades at home by the score of 25 to 18. Team was pretty clo- uh, game was pretty close, um, but LA unfortunately was not able to make enough plays late. Couldn't get a stop against the Renegades on their last drive, and then uh, eventually Los Angeles' drive uh, stalled out with a shot to potentially tie or even win the game. But uh, leading the way on offense was the uh, star acquisition during the offseason on Josh Johnson, who had some issues I mentioned before on whether or not he was actually going to be playing in the XFL because of the fact that an NFL team reached out for him. But then the LA Wildcats decided to uh, force him to uphold his end of the contract and keep him on the roster. He was okay at best, I'd say. He ended up completing 18 of his 24 of his 34 pass attempts for 214 passing yards, along with two passing touchdowns and zero interceptions. Leading the way on the ground game was running back Elijah Hood, who was pretty underwhelming once again, as he ended up having 10 carries for 31 rushing yards, which is equivalent to 3.1 yards per carry. Uh, the bright spot once again on offense was wide receiver Nelson Spruce, who once again had a very solid game as he had six receptions for 89 receiving yards, and he was also able to hold on to two receiving touchdowns. So he's definitely been the biggest weapon on offense for the Wildcats, and he will be looking for another solid performance in this game. Now the defense, unlike week one, actually played pretty well, ended up giving up 25 points, but they did have two sacks and they were able to force three turnovers. So I can't really blame the defense for how the game turned out is mostly due to a lack of execution and offense and that'll bring me back to a brief rant here talking about Josh Johnson um overall really just not a great performance from Josh Johnson I know that he ended up having two passing touchdowns and no interceptions but he completed roughly 50% of his passes 18 for 34 and he missed some wide open throws there were some uh potential touchdowns that he missed a couple of deep routes over the middle uh, that he missed one on the sideline here or there really just wasn't accurate. And that seems to be one huge issue that is plaguing the XFL kind of similarly to what happened with the AAF, even though the XFL has been able to do a better job of handling their finances by actually paying the players, the quarterback play has been an absolute disaster and Josh Johnson will definitely need to play better moving forward. 
It's a little, it was a little bit concerning, but it also was worth mentioning that he is still currently dealing with a leg injury. So he is he was limited in practice all week, so he didn't potentially get a full amount of reps with the first team. But he looked a little bit rusty, and hopefully he'll be able to look better in the future. Now, with regard to the injury report for uh, the Wildcats, backup quarterback Chad Kanoff did not practice again with a shoulder injury. So if something does happen as Josh Johnson, there could be a serious issue that the Wildcats might have to deal with. Hopefully not, and hopefully Josh Johnson, who was limited during this past week of practice, will be able to play every snap. You also have some issues with defensive back Harlan Miller, who has not practiced all week due to a thigh injury, and here's, he is currently questionable, but he is trending towards doubtful. And then you have running back Elijah Hood, who has been limited in practice with, with injuries this week, as well as a linebacker, Will Smith, who is limited. Will Smith is actually a huge contributor uh, to the... Wildcats defense and hopefully he will be able to play based on all the fact based on the fact that those three players are listed as limited you can't assume that they will be suiting up as for Kanoff he probably won't play anyway even if Johnson is healthy but if Johnson struggles again you might not be able to bench him for Kanoff because he might not play and defensive back Harlan Miller being out is a potential big deal so that remains to be seen but before we get into the DC defenders we have some breaking news announcement with a PSA is brought to you by manscaped.com there's a brand new trimmer the best on the market is the Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping Trimmer, which is now available for purchase. It now possesses a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents, and you can get 20% off with free shipping with the code BLEAVE at manscaped.com. Once again, that is 20% off with the code BLEAVE, and that will give you free shipping as well. Now, switching gears, talking about the DC Defenders here, they were able to win last week as they ended up just absolutely destroying the New York Guardians as they took care of business on that one. Uh, 27-0, pretty much was a blowout from start to finish. DC has looked like the most dominating team so far in the league, so that is definitely not a great sign for the Wildcats. They're going to be arguably facing the best team in the entire league. Uh, the bright side, though, is the fact that this will be the first road game that DC has played this season. So that definitely is something that they're going to have to tr hope that DC looks a little bit, um, you know, a little bit less polished now that they have to actually travel on the road for the first time. But leading the way offensively for the DC defenders was quarterback Cardell Jones, and he was fantastic. People might remember him from his national championship with Ohio State. He actually has still not lost a game since high school as a starting quarterback, as I believe he is. For an exact record, I want to say he's like 15-0, give or take. He definitely hasn't lost. But actually, no, I believe he's 12-0, I think. Either or. He still hasn't lost since high school. But he completed 23 of his 37 pass attempts for 276 passing yards, along with two passing touchdowns and one interception. And leading the way on the ground game was running back Danell Pemphrey. If that name does not sound familiar, he is actually the record holder for the most rushing yards in the history of college football as he ended up having a very successful four-year career with San Diego State. And the NFL didn't really pan out as he ended up uh, struggling to make the Eagles roster, and he was eventually let go, and now he's in the XFL. But he is still one of the best uh, running backs in the actual league. And he, last week, he was pretty solid as a dual threat back, as he ended up having 12 carries for 52 rushing yards, along with three receptions for 26 receiving yards. He's a threat to take it out of the backfield on screen passes and short dump-off passes, and he also has the ability to find holes. 
as he averaged more than four yards per carry last week, and he will look for another solid performance against the Wildcats on Sunday. Now, leading the receiving core, uh, core was wide receiver Rashad Ross, who had four receptions for 95 receiving yards, as well as wide receiver DeAndre Tompkins, who had six receptions for 92 receiving yards and one receiving touchdown. So the defenders, even though Pumphrey uh, is a solid running back, they definitely like to air the ball out with Cardell Jones, as Pep Hamilton's system has been pretty much focused on getting Cardell to throw the ball downfield. So I would expect to see something similar with the Wildcats' relatively suspect defense and secondary, especially with the injury to Harlan Miller. I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Cardell Jones take some shots downfield. As for the defense, though, they were basically perfect. They gave up zero points, and they also recorded two sacks and forced three turnovers. Now, for the injury report, definitely a lot healthier of a roster than the Wildcats at this point in time, as... The defenders only have two injuries that are worth mentioning on the depth chart, and one of them is to wide receiver Malachi Dupree, who has not practiced this week due to a shoulder injury. He is currently questionable, trending towards doubtful. And linebacker Scooby Wright, who is currently limited in practice, would be a huge absence if he's not able to go, as he is pretty much the Luke Kuechly of their defense, and he is a very solid middle linebacker. Still remember him in Arizona, solid player. Ended up, I believe, getting drafted in the seventh round because he had some injury issues. But if he is able to go, definitely would provide a huge spark for the defenders in the linebacking core. Now, talking about the actual thoughts I had on the game, um, I expect this game to be pretty lopsided, and it might make some LA fans upset, but I do think that the defenders should be able to win this game relatively easily. I think defenders will win by the score of 27-12, to 12, which means that I like the defenders minus 8, and I also like the under 44. First of all, I'm going to start out with the under. So far in most new leagues, similar to what happened with the AAF, Sharps have been all over the unders in these games, and the under has won a decent amount of the time. I believe the overs won twice through two weeks, and both games involved the Houston Roughnecks. So any game that did not involve the Roughnecks ended up going under. But 44, I just think it's too high. The Wildcats offense with Johnson. I know Johnson might look a little bit sharper in the future once he gets more reps, but he's still dealing with a leg injury, and I do think that will be a bit of an issue. Plus, the defender's defense is just absolutely lethal. Uh, they gave up zero points against the Guardians. They looked really solid in Week 1 as well. Uh, a couple of self-inflicted wounds that they had against the Dragons in Week 1. Uh, you, had a roughing, you had a roughing the kicker penalty, which ended up leading to a first down, and they ended up fumbling on the drive anyway, so that didn't matter. But you also had an issue, I believe it was roughing the passer, I think, on a 3rd and 15. I don't really remember what exactly happened, but the defenders have made some, some mistakes just based on penalties, but as a whole... This team is the best defense in the league, which is appropriate because of the D.C. defenders. But I personally took a piece of the D.C. to win the championship before the season started at plus 600, and they are currently the betting favorites at roughly plus 200. Meanwhile, the Wildcats have yet to win a game. They play again at home. I think that the crowd will be into it. But at the end of the day, this team's defense still isn't great. I mean, they fired defensive coordinator after week one. Their defense did look better in week two. Still didn't really look great, though. Landry Jones made some really poor throws, but they couldn't stop Cameron Arvis Payne to save their lives. I think Pemfrey will play well. I think Carl Jones will play well, and I just think Pep Hamilton is a significantly better coach than Winston Moss. I don't want to completely roast the L.A. franchise, but Winston Moss, I think, might actually be one of the worst coaches in the entire league, and his lack of ability to actually make adjustments is a bit concerning to me. Um, yeah, the Wildcats defensively, they're not great. Offensively, Spruce is really good, but Elijah Hood's been a complete non-factor. And Josh Johnson's had accuracy issues, and he is still not at 100%. And 
This game should get ugly. I think defenders will win this game pretty easily. But I noticed in the league in general, though, if you are looking at betting games for futures or anything, I think there's two teams that can win the championship. You have the Roughnecks and the Defenders. I think those two teams are in one class, and then every other team is in a class significantly below them. It's not really close, to be honest. I think DC is the best team. But I expect to see DC to play Houston in the title game, barring any injuries uh, a couple of months from now. But for that reason, I like the defenders minus 8, and I also like the under 44. Now, once again, though, quick reminder, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe or hit the show on iTunes. We're also available in favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. Other than that, though, kind of wish that there was more, uh, I don't know, a part of me just kind of wishes that this league would expand in the future. Kind of going to just brief rant here. I actually like what I've seen from the XFL. I know that uh, this this might seem like a little bit of a niche podcast because of the fact that we're covering a specific team in a specific league, but even though the Wildcats have looked very underwhelming so far, I still enjoy having football on during the, Feb- during the uh, late winter months. And hopefully, I definitely hope the NFL will adopt the um, the uh, microphones and all the referees, and as well as the replay booth. They definitely have done some smart things. And I got to give Vince McMahon some props after such a colossal failure back in the early 2000s with the original XFL. It appears that this product might actually be here to stay for a while. Hopefully, they can expand. Hopefully, the Wildcats can perform a little bit better. But other than that, um, I do think that DC should be able to get the job done. But that's going to do with the installment of Betting Bay Area here on Thursday, February 20th. And good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.